0: Welcome back, everybody, to... The Brink. You want to say that into the microphone? The Brink. Yay. As we come to you for another episode of your favourite show in the world and a, a busy episode this week, we've got a, a bit going on, which is great, and Mallory's already yawning on me, which is not so great. You might want to actually sit up and speak into the microphone, that's generally how it works. How how are you this week?
1: I'm wonderful.
0: Why just Wonderful
1: better
0: than wonderful. Fantastic.
1: I'm wonderful.
0: Uh, What has made this week so wonderful?
1: I worked a lot.
0: When was the last time you actually had a day off? I don't know. He worked pretty much non-stop, I want to say, for about three weeks, nearly, almost, which is, uh, I guess, good for the bank account, but um, not good for the... Non bank account? What's I don't even know that means you have next weekend off. You go where are we going next week?
1: Dunedin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's favorite place in the world. Um I mean it's better than Invercargill, isn't it? Yes.
1: Oh, is that a question? Yes. Sure. Generally
0: when I ask a question it yep. responds with an answer probably. Um during the week uh we had some listeners, which was nice. Thank you for people tuning in. Uh I'm seeing here uh 42 uh sorry 65 percent of people from the u.s which is nice 23 percent from australia six percent from the netherlands who do you think that is charlotte is she in the netherlands is she back
1: no i don't
0: know no uh indonesia three percent and spain three percent which is uh interesting light leiden is the name of the place in the netherlands where we had people listening as well as uh, Philadelphia, Uh <laughs> scoreboard, that was against Raptors today, and uh, Fayetteville. Now, what do you know, what can you tell me about Fayetteville?
1: Literally nothing.
0: Literally nothing. You can't even say that it's in the US?
1: It's in the US.
0: It's in the US, that's, that's good. Um, and Everett, also in the US, in the top two. It's, it's interesting, when you look at these stats, do you think to yourself, well, at least we have listeners?
1: Yeah, I guess I don't really think about it.
0: You're really in another great mood tonight, aren't you? Really, you know.
1: The microphone is really far away from well, my face.
0: Well, I'm leaning into it. You can lean into it. It's not that hard to lean into it. Okay, she's in one of these moods again. Fantastic. All right, we're going to go into another segment and we're going to come back and ask. All right, let's get excited and press a button. This is like a- Flashing you back to some more exciting times from the year that was twenty fourteen, where we're hearing the following snippets with no explanation except for the title Martina Hingis and Belinda Benchich interview and one's pretty self explanatory. Jeff Propes wants to sleep with you, Bert Newton loves Ben's mum, Libby Trickett is impressed with Ben and the Amazing Racist. Sit back and enjoy. Martina,
2: how are you? climbing over this time
0: here. as a master to sit. How's it
3: going so far? Well, I was excited to come here, so I have to thank you for the invitation, but um, except the landing, yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> it's quite windy here, so it's a little similar where I grew up in Switzerland, and um uh, compared to Melbourne, or it's like it's very green and the, it's very scenic from the plane already. And uh, I hope I get to see you a little bit more.
4: Does it spur
2: the desire to, uh, to make that comeback that you often get asked about to full-time tennis again?
3: I'm 33. No, no, <laughs> 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 it's absolutely in there You know, now it's the the future of the tennis. And yeah, I played some doubles, but it's nothing to compare to having to go out there and play uh, singles matches. Could you tell us what
4: those other projects are?
3: Well, we're um, doing like a, a tennis center in um, Barcelona with Felix Mantia and um, Karim Perona, who is Tamir Robredo's coach. And uh, uh, currently uh, Felix is also um, coaching car, Pablo car, And we want to have more players come in. And um, so it's in the making.
0: <laughs> How do you see the tour now to back when you started? Do you think it's a lot more competitive? With- everybody coming through the, the
3: WTA Tourism well, I wouldn't say so because it's uh, it's competitive I mean when I played it was the, still the sisters were there uh, the Russian Armada came um, you had Devonport, you had uh, a stronger American field Capriati Celis. so I don't think it was uh, that easy to be number one at that time I mean, <laughs> but um, yeah definitely those big power players already came along I think it was even more players are more educated, or better educated. Now it's sheer power, in which you kind of miss the players like myself or Justine Hennen that uh, are around. That's why, you know, a fresh face like Ashley that actually can mix it up and um, play a drop shot, it's and nice.
0: And you hope, sorry, Belinda, obviously the future of Swiss t- tennis on the female side, has obviously dominated for a very long time, but back to the days when you were dominating for the females?
3: <laughs> well, obviously, you know, she's in the right direction. Um, she learned a lot from my mom so <laughs> and she did there really well last year so um, definitely if she continues th- that way and to progress like she did in the last two years she, she has a bright future Are
0: you looking forward to tomorrow night, Belinda getting out there and coming uh, up against
3: Martina? <laughs> yeah, very much, it's a really new experience for me and it's the first time I will play an uh, exhibition, something like this and it's uh, very honoured that I can play Martina and uh, yeah, also thank you for the invitation, so I can be here and, uh, yeah. You, re-
0: you really want to win Alright, <laughs> but you
3: I think it's the most important, it's to uh, play a good match for the, uh, for the crowd and, yeah. Have
5: you set a goal at the end of the year to be at a
0: certain
3: point? No, I didn't set, like, a goal that I have to be, for example, i top. I don't know what, I just try to play from tournament to tournament, so...
2: Is it surprising to see Serena still at the top of the world, basically after all these years when she was...
0: was Well, not really.
3: Maybe if I had her serve, I would kind of (laughs) be playing too. (laughs) Kind of helps. So when Jeff Probst asks, would we have ever hooked
6: up? What do I say to him? (laughs) You mean as friends? And he says, uh, no, in a sexual manner. (laughs) And I kind of give him the once-over, much like many of you have done to Morgan. Yes. And I said, I don't know. How tall are you? He says, what does that have to do with anything? I said, I I don't think you meet my height requirement. (laughs) At this point, there's a little chuckle in the room. Because here's the most average person being cast for the show, basically challenging Jeff's manhood, right? (laughs) Yes. He says, well, how tall do I have to be? I said, you? Six feet. He says, "Well, Tom Cruise isn't six feet." I said, "I have no interest in Tom Cruise." <laughs> he says, "Well, Brad Pitt isn't six feet." I said, "Well, Brad Pitt gets a waiver." <laughs> and he says, "Brad Pitt gets a waiver, and I don't." I say, "You're no Brad Pitt."
0: <laughs> wow, he was just—he was just ready to kill you there. I would imagine.
6: <laughs> it, and, and then a the guy next to him, who I'm sure is some sort of bigwig. Is kind of chuckling, as are all the women in the room. Mm-hmm. And and he says, well, this is interesting. Who else is in? I said, hypothetically speaking, you know, I'm a married woman. And he said, yeah, hypothetically speaking. I said, Ricky Schroeder.
0: <laughs> Do you know who that is? Uh, I believe he was in a season of 24 for a little bit, and that was my only... But I, he's like a childhood actor or something, isn't he, or...? He was. In the 80s,
6: he was in a show called Silver Spoons. Hmm. Which is the, do you know the show, uh, what's it called, Ocean Girl? Uh, yes. Is that in Australia? Yes, yes, yes. There's like the cute blonde boy. Yep, yep. That all the girls, that that boy would be my Ricky Schroeder. Okay, okay. You know, of my former viewers. Okay. So I say Ricky Schroeder. And everyone starts, a few people, well, what, and the guy says, Ricky Schroeder from Silver Spoons. <laughs> I I said, yeah, I wrote him a lot of letters when I was 13, so I might as well seal the deal. (laughs) And uh, someone else says, so Ricky Schroeder over Jeff Probst, and I look right at Jeff and say, any day of the week. (laughs) (laughs) So... uh, I think that set the tone for our relationship.
0: Hmm. I'm looking forward to you answering one of our final five then about that. And I will also just let you know, Ricky Schroeder is a huge listener to this podcast. So uh, you might get a phone call.
6: <laughs> I have met Ricky Oh, okay. at a reindeer gig at a celebrity party. I have a picture of me. And for years, my husband kind of cock-blocked me. Ricky would be at these... Things and I had a hall pass for Ricky. You know, yeah. When you're married, you get. We call it a hall pass. Is, like if we, is we have it if the friends. five? Is it kind of like
0: on friends and they had the list of five that you could? Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
6: Yep. So Ricky's in mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's Ricky at an event. I'm looking good. I'm wearing my jeans. I got a reindeer on and <laughs> on a rope. You know he's gonna be all over that. <laughs> and my husband, you know. You guys saw insecure, giant man that he is. <laughs> uh, you know, he won't let me get near Ricky because he knows I have the hall, hall pass. And he's worried. He actually thinks someone would find me attractive, which is hilarious and endearing at the same time. Uh, but then we finally meet Ricky, and he's, my husband says, I'll go. I can't even talk to Ricky because I'm starstruck. I'm more starstruck than I was when I met Jeff Probst. Wow. Because there is Ricky Schroeder. Uh, anyway, mm. I couldn't even say anything. I was like a <laughs> teenage girl. It was ridiculous. I,
0: I, I would I would be intrigued to know who else is on your whole pass, cast Cass.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh, who else? Colby Donaldson, yes. obviously. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I took Jeff off after I met him. <laughs>
0: Well, you you not getting a little bit excited then? Then when he kind of mentions the fact, would we hook up? <laughs> like if that? I think, if that, think I may
6: have like I may have rolled my eyes and gave him the grin. Like really? Because <laughs> Jeff was sitting downstairs.
0: <laughs> you should have been like, well, um, I've got like five minutes. Um.
6: <laughs> like that's the best you can do, Jeff, to try to throw me from my game. <laughs> You totally don't get women, Jack.
0: Before I let you go, uh, Bert, I have had the request. Now, now, my mother likes to um, sort of uh, know who I'm interviewing, and yeah. I, I update her, and I sort of show look, I'm, I'm speaking to Bert Newton today, and she's sort of, her eyes have lit up. She's going, oh, oh, you've got to mention that I want to say hello to Bert. And I don't often do this, Bert, so can I please pass on a hello from my mother to you this morning? What's her name? Her name is Kim. Kim? Yes. Kim, this is Bert here. All the very best
2: to you. Thank you for... Uh, for asking after me. I'm sure Ben wasn't telling a lie. I, I, I really hope that you said, well, you know, please say hello to Bert for me. I'm saying hello to you. You've got a great son with a big future, and uh, and I hope that your life is filled with lots of love and good things at the moment, and for the future, too.
7: The other thing that we're going to do, well, I don't know about Aston, but I'm going to make a television series called The Amazing Racist. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be really racist people rush, running around the world fucking <laughs> <Like>, off everyone.
2: <laughs> I'd well, that. I'd
0: watch that. Right. Um, <laughs>
7: You're just amazing racists.
0: <laughs> well, well uh, you know, you can get someone. I'm not, I'm not saying no, that Jared is racist, but, I mean, every single country they went to and they're like, oh, I don't bloody speak English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Must, must get
7: Jared on the show. So I've also been doing a bit of stand-up comedy as well. And if I come to Aussie, I'll let you know. Just, just in the off chance, please do. Your
0: listeners. We will leave. Yeah. For know, your we, will. we will come and watch, Christy. We will.
7: I will definitely go to Melbourne, 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 <laughs> Melbourne. I'll definitely go to Melbourne. I don't know if I have if I have the the liquid capital, as it were, <laughs> to go to a lot of places. But I'll let you know if I do. And um, yeah, if, you go, to, if so, you go to
0: Melbourne, it's a forty dollar flight down to Hobart. It takes fifty minutes. You'll be right.
7: I'll be right. You'll <laughs> <She'll> be right. <laughs> Stay you've with got at least guys? two
0: people coming to watch. Yeah, two people. You, we'll buy the tickets for it. We'll buy all the tickets for you. To, it looks Please, like you've got it. I'll do
7: a Kickstarter. I'll do a Kickstarter <laughs> and people can, <laughs> you, <laughs> you you can c- get home You guy. can sleep
0: on our couches. There you go. You don't even have to pay for accommodation.
7: There you go. You can clean off the, clean off any uh, debris that might be.
0: In there. Yes, it's just sitting there all the time. So, do you, do
7: you provide a sleeping bag oh, as well? Of course,
0: why not? You know, we'll even. Look oh, that's going a bit far. We don't have them in Hobart. L-
7: can save Christy ten dollars on, on no luggage. Fees,
0: well, look, look, you know? I, I live in the actual city. Noah lives in bumfuck nowhere. So, um,
7: <laughs> we we have sleeping bags here. <laughs> Yeah, bump not, not down here. Do they have good fish and chips and bumfuck
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, No. Did you
7: get a deep fried tarantula? <laughs>
0: well, you could actually. I reckon you got a Korean grocer there, so I don't know what they cook there. But
7: well, I'd love to meet you. <laughs> you know, I've been watching the boat. It Hunters
0: sounds like you should be watch. on the amazing race.
7: I <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably
0: should be. I'm, a, I'm only racist against New Zealanders. It's fine.
2: Libby Linton. Libby. Sorry, Libby Trickett. Yeah. Uh, the
0: name's are mixed up. I'm going back in time. You uh, are. Libby, welcome to the Brink and Edge Radio.
2: My pleasure. Thank
6: you for having me. And what a blast from the past. I, I'm, g- I'm glad you remembered my maiden name. That was very impressive. Oh, look,
0: <laughs> that just shows how much of fans we are here on this show, Libby. You know, where are we? We <laughs> are stuck in the past, apparently. But uh, Long time
6: fans. Yes.
0: <laughs> and we're back. You excited? She's yawning again. Well,
1: I don't know why this room gives me the yawns.
0: Well, it's it's maybe this uh, podcast. I don't know. Uh, we are going to ask some more of these emergency questions by Richard Herring, of course. Uh, we are trying to get through all five hundred of them. As always, we're not getting through them all in one week, uh, but we are now up to, I believe, three. 41 to 360 Potentially We are And you get to ask them this week Because you haven't asked them in quite some time So you're gonna Yeah, This is why you're gonna lean into the microphone Because things like that happen you If you hold that, thank you And lean into the microphone, that would be fantastic She's giving me a look
1: 341. What's the absolute worst thing about film? the film Sliding Doors?
0: That's got Gwyneth Paltrow in it. Uh, that's about all I know about it. I don't know. I've never seen it. It's got Gwyneth Paltrow in it. Is that the worst thing about it? I, I I mean, I don't dislike Gwyneth Paltrow. I couldn't tell you. Have you seen it?
1: No, I didn't even know Gwyneth Paltrow was in it until you said that. Um, 342. How would you feel if you discovered all your memories were implanted and you were just a robot in a tourist attraction where people paid to interact with you.
0: Um, I would feel pretty shocked, I would say.
1: Yeah, that feels like a good answer. I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't be the worst thing. I don't know. 343, what's the th- strangest thing that has entered your anal canal?
0: <laughs> um... Well, I mean, this sounds wrong the way I say it. But I would say my finger, but not for reasons that you would think. I've ne- nothing has ever entered my anal canal except for my finger. But that's when I'm wiping my bum, you know, or to scratch it. Like, not for any gratification.
1: 344. You're not going to answer it? Do you have a favourite plate? <laughs> You're
0: not going to answer it. We've only got like eight plates, so...
1: We only have... Oh, we do have little plates, don't we?
0: Um, The third little one.
1: We used to have these blue plates growing up. My parents used to have these blue plates. I really liked them. They were very large. Okay. Have you ever fallen out of a hammock? Yes.
0: Um, I don't know if I've been in a hammock. Uh, why are you shocked that I haven't been in a hammock?
1: How have you never been in a hammock?
0: Um, sure. We'll say yes. If I've been in one, I've probably fallen out of one.
1: Uh. Three forty-six. What is the most alarming thing that has entered or exited your body?
0: Um, hmm. Entered or exited? Um. I s- used to swallow paper. Um. I don't think I've ever swallowed anything like, or put anything in other. Like, no, I don't. Yeah, no, I, I, I nothing.
1: My brother got a chopstick stuck in his ear once.
0: How? Would, is that possible?
1: He stuck a chopstick in his ear and it got stuck and mom took him to the doctor.
0: Okay. Yep. You're not answering these questions for yourself, by the way.
1: Uh, poo. <laughs> 347. <laughs> it's entering or exiting? Exiting. <laughs> Which actor, male or female, do you think would make the worst James Bond?
0: Um. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would go out and a limb and say Amy Schumer.
1: <laughs> I just have no cares. I don't know.
0: I mean, random actor. This is an easy question. You could just think of the most outlandish actor that would not be good at Robert James
1: Bond. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> would be a great.
0: James Bond.
1: Um, <laughs> Chris Pratt.
0: Chris Pratt would be an all right James Bond. Well,
1: I give up. Desert Island Dirks. If you were stranded on a desert island, but were able to take eight dirks with you, which eight dirks would you take?
0: There was a Dirk on the first season of Survivor, so I would take him. He was—he wasn't very good, but he was on Survivor, so um, I don't know if I know any other dirks.
1: I'm pretty sure there's a country music singer named Dirk, but I can't remember his last name.
0: Dirk, yeah, I, I would just go with Survivor Dirk, just because again he was on Survivor, so you know, slightly up there, I guess.
1: Alright, 349. If you had to choose between killing all of the eggheads or all of the chasers on the chase, if you had to, which group of quids nerds would die? I'd say the eggheads because I don't know what they are.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the eggheads are. So yeah, let's go with the eggheads.
1: What do you think Ben Shepherd really feels about presenting tipping point?
0: I think he wakes up every day and hates his life. I have no idea who that is, but I just...
1: The guy who presents Tipping Point. What?
0: Yeah, but I don't know what You don't know
1: is. what Tipping Point is? I don't know. It's a game show where they answer questions, and if they get the answer right, then they get to put a Plinko in the Plinko machine, and when they knock things off of the Plinko machine, each one is worth like $100. Oh,
0: we had a game like that, but it wasn't called that, and it was stupid. I hated it. It was dumb. It was really dumb. Well, maybe it was called Tipping Point. I don't know. It was just stupid. It was such a stupid show. Good to see you're on board.
1: Sorry, three fifty one. Have you ever sucked on a fisherman's friend? Lowercase.
0: <laughs> Lowercase. <laughs> no.
1: Neither. <laughs>
0: <Me> <laughs>
1: That's three fifty two. If you had to give cunnilingus to a fish, if you had to, which fish would you look out?
0: Um, I would say. Uh, whatever the type of fish that Nemo is.
1: no, a little Nemo.
0: But not Nemo, like it'd be a female. Clownfish, that's what they are.
1: Yes. An (laughs) angelfish. 353. Have you ever been in the vicinity of a celebrity when they have farted? How was it?
0: I, 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 I'm sure I've been in the vicinity of a celebrity when they've farted, but I have not heard them fart. Close I ever got to someone, and they could have been famous in Sri Lanka. Sam and I were in the uh, Cricket Media Centre once, and there was a Sri Lankan journalist standing in front of us, and he let rip very loudly in front of us. So, I mean, he could be like Sri Lanka's Stephen Colbert for all I know. So, uh, it was funny because we heard it, and Sam and I both looked at each other, and we just cracked up laughing.
1: All right, my answer's no. 354.
0: I- I'll fart it in front of you.
1: Oh, yes. Three fifty-four. Can you name a solo artist that has had a number one in the nineteen eighties that would have scored under seven points on Pointless? What's Pointless?
0: I have no idea, but I would go with Cindy Lauper.
1: Can you name one for me too?
0: You meant to answer these questions. Um, uh, uh, uh Eddie Murphy.
1: Yep, that's what I chose. 3.55. Have you ever gone chasing waterfalls? Yes.
0: Uh, no, because TLC told me not to.
1: 3.56. How many roads must a man walk down before you can call him a man?
0: Three.
1: Rich says 11. I say 25. <laughs>
0: okay. That's why I'm not a man, clearly.
1: <laughs> why do they call the place you put your fresh bread a bread bin? Why do they call the place where you dispose of your non-fresh bread a and why do they call the place where you dispose of your non-fresh bread? What do they call? Oh, my gosh.
0: Uh, a, a regular bin. I, I don't know why they do it. Um, why is a pant, is Why a pant's called a pair of pants and there's only one of them?
1: Moving on. 358. You don't, you're not answering these questions. <laughs> I don't know. We don't call it a bread bin in our country. You could
0: say that and answer it.
1: 358. Have you ever been... Have you ever been possessed by a demon or been accused of being a demon? And are you a demon?
0: No. Yes. Yes.
1: No, no, no. You're a demon?
0: In the sack, baby.
1: <laughs> she wouldn't know. Have you ever pretended to be your own twin, whether you have one or not? No. I'd, so- I'd like to, but... No. Also no, but Sabrina and I used to pre- pretend to be twins, and that was fun.
0: <laughs> Spitting images of each other,
1: obviously. Three hundred and sixty. What is the worst song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers?
0: I only know their most famous ones. Uh, that "Give It Away" song gets—it's a bit annoying after a while because it's like "Give It Away, Give It Away, Give It Away Now." Give it like you just kind of like, okay, we get it. You want to give it away now? So sure.
1: I guess I'll also choose that one because that's like one of the only four I know.
0: What are the other three that you know? Snow. Snow. What's snow?
1: Under the bridge.
0: I don't know snow.
1: Say heyo joke. song. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's snow. It's called snow, and it I like, gets, um, it's like hey oh
0: Danny 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 because that's like oh, you've got to they list like about twenty different U.S. states or something. It's it's very catchy, but uh, under the bridge is probably their best one. So, yeah, alright Thank you for that And I guess we will uh, do more of them next week Pleasure to always welcome this person back to the show Let me first by ah. playing a little bit of DC Talk
4: Because
2: it's Joshua Shumeread Yay! I still think it's funny you use that intro music for me. I
0: discovered that that is not the original, that somebody else sang Jesus is still alright with me before DC Talk because in the radio station that the ladies in my office listen to, it's like one of these ones that plays like old fuddy-duddy music, um, basically it came on the radio. And I'm like, this isn't DC Talk. Um, It was like really old. So,
2: yeah, did you know it was not an Uh, original? Something tells me I did. But there's a lot, lots of songs like that 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 are like that. Like there, there's an like Katy Perry ripped off Teenage Dream. Did she? Didn't know that. Didn't know that. She did. She she ripped it off huh. and turned it to even
0: sexier. Well, Jesus, is still, Just All Right is a song, a gospel song written by Arthur Reed Reynolds and performed by the Art Reynolds Singers in their 1966 <laughs> album Telling It Like It Is. There you go. But it has also been covered. Is, is that, was that like a Harlem gospel choir uh, sort p- of thing? Potentially. But I'm reading here that it has At- been covered by a number of bands, including the Birds, Underground Sunshine, the Doobie Brothers, Alexis Corner, The Ventures, DC Talk, Striper, Shaylee McDonald and Robert Randolph
2: featuring Eric Clapton. There you go. Wow. And you know what's funny? Like only one of those is a hip hop sort of, you know, rap like group the like the doobie brothers doobie brothers they're like <laughs> you need doobies to get into their music in my opinion but anyway people who like that music probably don't listen to this podcast so well speaking uh, of
0: music i'm excited to be able to press this It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. And have original Forget the Lyrics on this week. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) We play classic ones all the time, and Mallory and I sort of started doing it on the Better Mal Variety Hour, but then she chickened out and didn't want to do them anymore, so I got upset. So I want to keep singing, because I'm an unrealized (laughs) rock star, and you're the only man who will do this with me. Well, that will do it on short notice so we're gonna do (laughs) a solo each yeah that that is and a duet and bring back the good old days of this and as always we're doing this over skype so it's kind of slightly weird but who gives a rats um (laughs) this might be the first ever cross-continental well not continental cross country uh version of get lyrics ever so
2: get excited international international because cross-country is more something that both of us hated in high school. Yeah, true. That's very true.
0: Um, now, uh, we'll do the solos first. And would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I want you to go first. I need you to say that because
2: you I haven't done this in
0: how long? Uh, <laughs> so, well, not, not as far... Like, we did it last year at one point when I was in Brisbane, so, you know. Did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, at least once. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to do... Rocket Man by Elton John, because, <laughs> A, we've never... I don't think we've ever done an Elton John song before, and, B, the movie's coming out. So he's so sing, so singing a bit of Reg Dwight, are you? A bit of, of Reg Dwight, absolutely. it doesn't really sound like that. um But, yeah, so Rocket Man's coming out soon. And it looks good, and I think it's appropriate. Now, uh, of course, you have to come up with a topic for me. um What is the topic
2: yes. you were going to give me? Ooh, Ooh that's, that's a very good question. Thanks. I would like you... You know what? You, I want you to sing about... No, no, that's bad. <laughs> I don't ever want to know. I was going to say Jacinda Ardern, but no, I won't. I uh, sing about Jacinda Ardern. What's bad about that? Because you'll probably tell me to this sing this about Scott Morrison and I don't have no. nothing on him. Um... <laughs> I don't want to sing about you know, Scott, Morrison. Scott
0: Morrison. Scott the, Morrison! The wall in front um, of me is more exciting than Scott Morrison, and it's also less tragic. It doesn't try to be cool, so... He's a shark supporter. That's the only good thing about him, is he's a shark supporter.
2: Yeah, there's a picture of him at Hillsong with his hands up in the air going, yeah, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, i, I am sing about but, Jacinda
0: if you want me to. No, no. I want you to sing about the All Blacks. Oh, the All Blacks. Oh, shut. Might have the uh, New Zealand version of Azio listening in. Oh, they don't have a version of Azio over here. Come on. well, oh, brew, we don't oh, need to- security. <laughs> um. Anyway, all right, okay. Well, of course you you you're going to be in the weird position here of not actually hearing um, the music. So you just have to pretend that you can hear the music whereas everyone else at home will hear the music. All right. So, uh forget lyrics. Me singing uh about the All Blacks to Elton John's classic Rocket Man. Uh let's let's do this. They play a game called Rugby Union. There's a bunch of men with big thick arms, and they're really good at it. Thanks for the piano. It's really unusual to see New Zealand good at sport But you've got to give them something So the world lets them win At Rugby I think it's time to sing about the All Blacks Because they're really good at their sport It's weird to say that about New Zealand Because they're the All Blacks All Blacks Not every single one of them is not Caucasian it's, Well, no, that's not it. Whoops Yes, and then they're just gonna play on the field. I stuffed up that bit of the song. I didn't know that that beat was next. Oh no, no, no! I'm good at forgetting the lyrics. Oh, blacks, get back on the topic of the song. Oh, there's like that weird break bit. Okay, hang on. I couldn't name any of the players for them. Except for Richie McCaw. Yes, hang on. But he doesn't play for them anymore. I think he retired. <laughs> I did actually interview a couple of them the other month. <laughs> <laughs> I had somebody in the crowd say, hey, they're the all blacks. <laughs> all blacks. Yeah. <They> were nice. <laughs> And I think the Rugby World Cup is on this year The All Blacks have won the last two Can they win a third one again? Oh no, no, no <laughs> They're gonna choke Gonna choke I think the Wallabies won't win either Probably like South Africa or something I don't really know and the All Blacks gonna lose again, yes they will Actually I know who will win, it will be Ireland They beat them last year in a game of rugby Go, I, Ireland Beat the All Blacks
4: All Blacks blue,
0: Playing rugby on the field in New Zealand Okay This song goes on for a very long time I'm gonna fade it out I'm not too happy with that Josh I'm, I'm not either, mate. No, I, I started off really well, and then I dropped a semi-racist line in the middle of it, and I didn't recover afterwards, so...
2: Oh my goodness, you just pulled a Isaac Butterfield.
0: <laughs> Why? <laughs> Have I you think... not seen what's been going on with him. Yeah, I saw it all. I follow it. I... I, I, I... I think he's... Yeah, no, that's a, that's a topic for another day. I, I want to get him on the show. I'm going to try and get him on the show, actually, to see if we can... Oh, I,
2: I've already sent him an uh, interview request, so... Um, you can be on my show when he comes on my show. If you I, know? I
0: will gladly accept that. Uh, give me a 10 out of... No, don't give me a 10. Give me, like, a 2, I would say, maybe.
2: Uh, that's like a 50-50. Like, 2's your good, 1's your crap, 0, you should die. Um... Wow, that escalated quickly. Uh... <laughs> i'll give you you know i'll give you out of 10 i'll give you a good solid five because it's a good try good effort you, you you tried you stuck with it you you, you dropped a racist remark that's always points in my book um <laughs> that's what she said um yeah no it was good you could um, i reckon the topic hurt yeah that's my opinion.
0: I think that song, actually, it's just one of those ones that, like, you know it, and you think it's going to be epic, but then when you get into it, you kind of get bored with it, like, a minute and a half in. Like, it's kind of like,
2: eh, I mean, really,
0: like, this song doesn't change from this point on. It doesn't build up. It doesn't get you excited. Like, you know, it's...
2: So, so. it's sort of like sex with your high school crush. Like, if you get there, you're like, yeah, and then you're, like, bored after 10 seconds because she's got no personality.
0: If I had sex with Grace Wilkinson, I wouldn't be bored, mate. Like, just, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just surprised you dropped the name. She's <laughs> married and has a kid now. She doesn't know who I am anymore. I haven't talked to her in, like, 11 years, 12 years. And was it even high school? Because if I had a high school crush, I would be gay. So, no, like... Okay, oh, okay, that's true. Okay, um... You yeah. were my high school crush, Josh. You were my oh, high school oh, crush. You? Yep. You? No. no. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> your turn. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Uh, you are going to be... Tell tell us what you're going to be doing here, Joshua. Uh, I'm doing a bit of Cat Stevens. Yusuf Islam. Um, Josh? Pardon? Yusuf Islam is his name? Or did he go back to Cat Stevens?
2: No, it's, it, it says in the thing, Cat Stevens and Yusuf Islam are like, well... You're still Cat Stevens, mate. So uh, I have uh,
0: been within about 30 centimetres of use Yusuf Islam. Uh, one of the two times I saw the project live, I was lining up to go into the studio, and he was on the show that night, and they walked him right past me, and then I was in the audience when he got interviewed. So just a slight mm. little brag there, everyone. Um, not really. Yeah, have a brag. Have a brag. I will after this show. Have a brag. I'm um, thinking about Grace Wilkinson now, so I probably will after the show. Uh, so you are going to be singing... <laughs> To father and son, Cat Stevens, and your topic is the father-son relationship between Darth Vader and Luke
2: Skywalker. Oh, wow. (laughs) Gave me something I actually know a little bit about. I thought
0: hard about this one. (laughs) All right. Moving over to the studios now, Josh. You can do it. Over to you, Cat Stevens, father and son. Over to you,
2: my friend. Hitting, Hitting play right now. Boom, boo-do-boom Boo-do-boom boom, Boo-do-boom Luke, it's time To come to me Join the dark side Have a red lightsaber You will know That the power Is so much stronger Over here You will have Many times, an opportunity to destroy many, look at me, I am dark and I'm happy, I was big like you're not, I was six foot, you're only five foot four, I am big, I kill kids and I hate Wookiees. R2 is my favorite droid Yet I built C-3PO And you still talk to him But not R2 anymore Doo-doo-doo. Dad, I want you to be light side But I know that you are dark I am Luke, you are dark I have a green light setter. Red's kind of pussy if you ask me. But I know that Leia likes me. And she hates you. She wants you dead. Cause you blew up Alderaan. You blew up Alderaan. You're on roll. <laughs>
4: It's a go. very
2: beautiful uh m- musical break right now. Best part of the song. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Luke, it's me, the Palpatine, I've seen your father grow, and so I've seen you as a young teenager, your rebellion will be quashed, join your father so you can have this sick Death Star ride, I will kill all of your friends so you can be with your father. I'm not going to let you die Sunless is a ghost version of Anakin (laughs) I will keep you on my side with Obi-Wan and Yoda we will watch you creepily from the side of the party on and all with Wicked and all the other furry prigs we'll watch you with all the
6: furry pricks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was so hard to keep a straight, straight voice on that. One. I, I,
4: I'm
0: saying this right now. I've been present for all, however many of these we've done over the course of like a decade. That might be the best one I've ever heard. That 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 tops. <laughs> The Arnold Schwarzenegger, wake me up before you go-go. That, on topic the whole time, you you kept in tune, you kept on board, you did random voices before quickly saying that, you know, you explained them. Ten out of ten, hands down. Oh, man. Brilliant. Brilliant. (laughs) That That was the Tiger Woods comeback of, forget the lyrics. Oh, man, that was funny. Nailed it absolutely nailed it um i'm kind of nervous now to go into this next one um what are we picking it oh yeah now <laughs> you you i feel that you can go first um you're on a bit of a roll right now so i feel like you you know you're you're there um it, it all depends on the on the topic though that's the thing well, look, I'm gonna. I don't usually do this. Usually, the person who goes first doesn't choose a topic. But again, you're, you're on a roll. I feel like you need to be rewarded here. Make it easy for yourself. Give it, give us a topic that you feel you can easily sing about.
2: Oh man, let's do the Marvel Universe. <laughs> okay, done. I think that it's fitting. What do you
0: reckon? Uh, I think it's very true, Josh, that it is fitting. All right, we've we've queued this up. Each on our own little uh, aspect here of about uh, the beginning of it, so we're going to count to three. We're going to hit play. This is oh, we should say this is the greatest show from the movie, The Greatest Showman. We should really mention that. So, uh, and we're singing about the Marvel Universe. Uh, you kind of got. To, I don't know what, what point you want me to come in, but you'll tell me at some point during the song. Okay,
2: all right, we're uh, ready. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I good. am doing something here to cheat a little bit. That's disgusting. No, I don't want. That. I don't want the chronological order. <laughs> oh, he's pulling up the list. I am pulling up the list. I need to make sure I'm right here. We. Go. Oh, that's Erson. That's Urson. Awesome. All right. Okay. Okay. So we go. We're going here. Okay. Right. This is always Ian Wing thing. That there's a. All right. How about? Uh, oh, this is gonna be hard. So that's what she said. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, just trying to work out. Where, where you
0: come in? Uh, look, you, you 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 get the vibe. There'll come a point where you go, okay, Bannon, over to you. So I, I trust your okay. judgment. All right, we're ready. We're gonna hit this. Three, yep, two, one. Let's do it.
2: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Black Widow For oh. Loki <laughs> Iron Man 1 was the first thing that came out. Incredible Hulk came out in 2008 and sucked. In 2010 we got Iron Man 2, and it kicked some people's butts. Then came out Natalie Portman in Thor 1. It's got to come out some other time. It's this best movie that you ever will find. It's not Star Wars, but it's something we like. It's the MCU, cause it's gonna kick ass. It's Iron Man 3, Thor, Dark World, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers of Age of Ultron was kinda crappy! Ben! But you said that the Hulk sucked
0: Mate that's really, truly fucked It was a good film, underrated Yeah! Iron Man 2 really sucked! Age of Ultron was pretty crap Then came Ant-Man, which was the clap Captain America, Civil War, Doctor Strange
2: into the galaxy volume two Spider-man homecoming for Ragnarok <laughs> Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War spider and the wasp was actually really good because um if you think about it Captain Marvel was just a sexist pig that's right I said that this afternoon I'm seeing Endgame yeah
0: I've already seen it. Gaming, it is really good. I could tell you more, but it will give you wood. Watching people fight, making them all bite.
4: It's the
0: MCU! Oh, I still prefer DC. Those films are better than they give it credit for. Shazam was really good. So what's that man Superman?
4: Oh, but we're here to talk about the MCU!
0: It's everything you ever need. There's lots of characters like Creed, Captain Marble wasn't good, she doesn't give me wood. But that's not what it's all about, that was as you stupid trout. But what you should really want, is to see the X-Men too.
2: It oh ends. my goodness! It is, <laughs> I'm gonna fish it up. <laughs> Spider-Man: Far From Home comes out later in the year with gas. Who? Jake Gyllenhaal is Mysterion, and apparently in 2022 we get got into the galaxy. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Yeah. <laughs>
4: you
0: hashtag bring back to spider-man yo hashtag bring back to me that. spider-man yo hashtag insert hashtag here yo
2: star wars is the greatest show James Bond is better than uh Man, the devil is a guy who I love Hugh Jackman Aquaman, I just want to marry him No, he's a pussy
0: She's that beard, Jason Momoa, yo
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I do love the accurate description at the end that was shit. Oh, you brought in oh. your child. <laughs> so bad was your singing that Josh's child has brought That's in not a, a broken piggy bank. I think Josh needs to depart right now. Uh, Josh, I'm giving you a seven. Uh... Well, yeah, I deserve that. <laughs> what do I get? Uh, give me. Just give me a second. Uh, Give me a number (laughs) and I'll let you go. Give me a number and I'll let you go. I'm
2: going to give you a 7-2.
0: Perfect. All right, Josh, go deal with your children. It's been fun. Thank you and good night. (laughs) Have you ever seen to talk to this guy whenever there's hockey involved? And we've waited a month. Well, not really a month, a few weeks really to talk about things because we thought nothing could possibly be any different in these NHL playoffs. Everything would just go the way we thought it would, so we might hold off during them. But what the hell happened? Uh, welcome back to the show, Colin Hilding. Colin, what the hell has happened in these playoffs?
5: Um, I want to be renamed Colin one out of eight, Hilding. From <laughs> Me <now too>. on. <laughs> I got
0: one out of eight as well. Like... I think everyone did. Like this, this is ridiculous how these these yeah. players have gone. I mean, not a single number one seed made it through to the second round. Um, the the side that tied a record for most regular season wins in the history of the competition swept by a team that has never won a playoff series in their lives. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that that should have been a bit of a preview for what was going to come after that, right? We all thought, oh, that's just one off. But then everyone, Calgary are gone, Toronto are gone. That's not unusual. But, like, what the hell happened?
5: Yeah, Winnipeg, Nashville. It's just, uh, it's so bizarre. Um, And and it's funny because it's not just me and you. I can't even tell you how many people, you know, uh, especially once Tampa Bay was out, it's like, well, there goes my bracket. Like, that was everybody. And... So much so that you know, the NHL, they started advertising all these commercials on TV here during the playoffs before the first round was even over. It was just, Introducing NHL's second chance bracket. Because they just knew, it was like, well, there's never going to be a winner to this thing. <laughs> we might as well just give everybody a do-over. Have they
0: announced it? Did anyone even, like, what was the highest that anyone could possibly have gotten? Like, have they, because usually they do sort of news around this, wouldn't they? Because... Honestly, like if anybody came out of that picking eight out of eight, they, they should be the winner right around right now. Like yeah. there's no way they shouldn't be just handed the, the chance to win it.
5: Yeah, I, I found something where there was standings and there's several people who are like 300 points. Like I don't know how the points are all awarded, except I, I, did, I barely hit double digits, let alone triple digits. So some people out there might have – anybody who got that high, they did theirs ironically. Like, no, they huh, were high. Blue you just think they
0: got that high. Yeah.
5: They were high when they yeah. did it. <laughs> but, like, how else do you explain? Somebody's like, I'm going to pick Columbus. I'm picking St. Louis. I'm picking San Jose. Uh, it just never ends. Like, And I think we even talked about last time, like, some of these teams, I thought there's a chance that they're just going to flop. Like Calgary, because so little playoff experience recently, Winnipeg, you know, coming off of the high last season, they really struggled at the end of the year, but every single team went down and I'm happy that at least one of these teams went through. I mean, at least in one series, I'm happy, uh, in a way I'm happy. Well, I'm definitely happy for the Islanders cause next to the jets or sorry, the, the Leafs, that would be my number one, you know, jets would have been my number three, um, and uh, or Tampa Bay as well. Well, let's just say everybody failed except for the Islanders. So I was happy during one series here. Uh, the Calgary one, of course, being the big disappointment. But it's still a little bit exciting that the teams we're seeing in the second round, we're going to be getting something fresh as long as Boston doesn't win.
0: Well, just uh, just really quickly before I go over that. So I've just, I found the leaderboard, and according to this, there are five people who actually <laughs> predicted all 8 of the winners. Oh. So oh. that that is ridiculous. So they they got 392 points, but even below that people who obviously must have gotten 7 out of 8, but so just and if you you can click on their usernames and you can see that they did predict them. So this user here john.vdb uh did accurately pr- predict every single winner. Um, so that is, that is absolute craziness. Um, Alan. one. Alan. Um, Yotes2019, <laughs> followed by three weird emojis. Uh, somebody called Joey, uh, and then Oliver.2, and they're, they're, they're the ones who have, the five people that have correct, that is madness. But I mean, admittedly, I think you can submit about can you do as many as you want? Or could you only do like three or something like that? So you could mm-hmm. technically sit down and do as many as you want and do every single possible outcome if you had yeah. the time. So, well, I mean, what was I that?
5: John.2? I wonder how well John.1, John.3, John.4, whatever did. And, and to compare
0: owls, so the only one that you got correct uh, was the Islanders, if I'm not mistaken. No, Dallas. You didn't even predict no. the Islanders. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Dallas was the only one you correctly predicted. Your initial... Uh, champion was Tampa Bay to beat Vegas in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. And my only correct one was the Islanders. I'm getting myself mistaken. Um, so my initial prediction was Calgary beating Tampa Bay's revenge in the uh, the Stanley Cup final. So, you,
5: yeah, uh, you know up. what's really funny about that? Like when you created this league, you're like, hey, you know, this is something you're guaranteed to beat me, in. and it's like, oh, I'm gonna get schooled by you. Um, I edited my picks on the last day to include dallas because i originally picked nashville <laughs> so i could have gone 0 for eight and at the last minute i'm like you know what looking at like the you know the last half dozen games dallas had i think dallas could sweep them so i changed it to dallas at the last minute but i originally had nashville so you can claim that your first instinct is at least better than mine
0: well, this is the part where i should shut up and just go yeah yeah absolutely but i i have a <laughs> feeling that I was going to pick Pittsburgh because I'm thinking, like, well, playoff experience, you know, they've won it a couple of times in the last, like, three or four years. Sure, that's going to help. Whereas the Islanders, I think it's been a while. So I think I really tossed and turned between that one. I just went with the Islanders in the end. So I think that was just pure luck. But, yeah, as you said, they've now offered this chance to do the second chance uh, one. And so uh, I I don't know if you've got yours in front of you, but uh, mine, basically, uh, I've predicted San Jose to beat Colorado, I've predicted St. Louis to beat Dallas. I've got uh, the Islanders to beat the Hurricanes, and then I've got the Blue Jackets to beat the Bruins. Because fuck it, like I think I read a stat that the only time teams have ever eliminated the Presidents' Cup trophy in a sweep, they've always gone on to win the Stanley Cup or something like that. <laughs> um, and then I've got the Blue Jackets beating the Islanders. I've got the Blues beating the Sharks. So I have the Stanley Cup final being the blue ja- uh, the Blue Jackets and the Blues. That's confusing. Um, and I've got
5: in seven games the Columbus Blue Jackets as your Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Imagine the wonders that would do for merchandise for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Because most they people still sell aren't aware of a team. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of this season, people will finally know Columbus has a team. There's... Um, uh, probably one one of the funniest movies ever made. Major League with Charlie Sheen, mm-hmm. and Wesley Snipes. Do you ever see that? A oh, long, long time ago. Yeah, it's a baseball movie about you know the the worst Cleveland Indians team that anybody could put together. with. the owner was just was looking to relocate the team, uh, so she intentionally got all the worst players she could find and hoped that they would do badly enough that the league would allow them to leave. Uh, and I guess the Cleveland and Indians were the joke at the time. And there's a great scene where Tom Behringer's character, you know, is saying what he uh, does for a living. And uh, he's like, oh, I play for uh, Major League Baseball. Oh, for what team? Oh, here in Cleveland. And this one lady's like, I didn't know we still had a team. <laughs> That's just what I think about with Columbus. Except there's people going, I didn't know they had a team. Um, <laughs> still, I don't know if that would be disastrous for the NHL to have Columbus win because, like, I guess a lot of these non-hockey markets have won before and it's given them a big boost. Like Tampa Bay, they got a huge boost by being able to win. I don't know if it really ever happened in Carolina. Like Carolina still doesn't seem like it's a hockey state. Uh, and yet, you know, them winning, obviously you would have thought that would have done huge. But like I can never see Columbus winning a Stanley Cup. It's just I can't see it happen. I know you're rooting for mostly because they knocked out lightning, but it's just – uh, oh, I, I would either want to throw up or I would applaud, you know, just out of the humor of the situation. <laughs> well, I
0: mean, you mentioned Carolina. Carolina's the other team that I always forget exists too. So we legitimately could have a reasoning mm-hmm. in the conference finals that we could have the two teams that I forget <laughs> exist battling each other for a spot. But... <laughs> I mean, I said this to you off air. Like, I, I really have no fucks for this playoffs now. Like, I really... Like, generally, there would be then a case of, okay, well, I'll just go for the Canadian team or, like, there'd be a team... Like, if Vegas had made it, I would have been a bit keen on Vegas, you know, just or, like, a, a team that has not won it forever or anything like that. So, that's kind of where I'm looking at this now. So, I mean, cholera, I don't... Like, I'm not... I know you've talked a lot about in the past about how there were a lot of people, like, in Winnipeg who hated Vegas because they knocked them out and you've mm-hmm. kind of you're almost the opposite. You generally go for the team that knocks your team out. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, I should be pissed off at Colorado. I, I'm not. And because, I mean, I've seen an Avs game. I, you know, I, I don't mind the Colorado Avalanche. So I don't hate them. But again, I this is where I think I base my opinions on, well, who's won it? Who hasn't won it in a long time? And obviously Colorado won a couple, you know, in the last 20 years. The Sharks. I, I always get the Sharks confused with the Lightning. So I feel like I should hate the Sharks. But, I, but they're not even close geographically so i i I think i'm on the sharks the blues and the blue jackets bandwagon right now um just because dallas i just i have a thing against texan sporting teams i just don't give a shit i don't have nothing against texas uh it's just kind of like florida sporting teams like eh. uh st louis again not a fan of the city i've never been there but i'm just i don't really have much to say about the city uh, but again, the Blues, my football team in Australia is the Blues, so, and they've never won it, so there's something for that. The Blue Jackets gone over, then Boston, just fuck off, Boston. Okay, you've won the World <laughs> Series, you've won the Super stop Bowl. Stop
4: winning! Stop
0: winning! All right, no, Boston. You've got a beautiful city, I love your city, but your teams, just stop it. Carolina, well, they exist apparently, they won it, what was it, 2006 they won it? Like, eh. And the, like, again, I love New York, but to me, New York is the Rangers, not the Islanders. Like, it's just a joke my dad and I have. It's kind of like, you know, he goes for, like, the Rangers, the Giants, the Yankees, and the Knicks. And it's kind of like, uh you know, oh, the Mets, you know, the who? Uh, You know, the Nets. Like, you know, the B New York teams. But I wouldn't mind seeing the Islanders win it just because, again, New York, and they haven't won it, what, since, like, 83, so... Uh, it's i mean good yeah. scenarios here we, i mean outside of boston who won it what in 2011 we haven't none of these sides have won it in the last 10 years so there's mm-hmm. that to look at
5: and you've got uh what at least three teams in here who have never won it mm-hmm. um so we could have something fresh i mean out of all those teams obviously the islanders are the ones i'm rooting for because next to the leafs i've always kind of loved the islanders most um there are always these teams that you'll root for no matter what. And like Toronto and the Islanders have always been those teams for me. And then there's the other teams that like you loved at some point in the past. So you always secretly root for them, but your, your fandom is tied more to the past teams they had than just the club itself. That's kind of what Colorado is to me. Um, Cause during Colorado, like 96 when they won and then especially in the early two thousands if I were to pick like my favorite roster of all time it would be the early 2000s Colorado Avalanche. And if I were to probably pick, you know, which team outside of the Leafs I was ever into the most, it would have been the Avalanche in the late 90s and early 2000s. Like I loved the Avalanche so much during that time period, but once, you know, all those great players that I grew up watching retired, I never really followed them as much, but I'm always secretly rooting for their return. And this is one year where there's a chance that, you know, Colorado's really come back and then I could be a Colorado Avalanche fan again. Um, with the teams like St. Louis, you know, it would be cool if they did win, but as a Leafs fan and knowing (laughs) that the Leafs and St. Louis are tied for the most seasons without a Stanley cup win, uh, I don't want St. Louis to win before Toronto because <laughs> I want St. Louis to at least experience some, some of the uh, criticism, of the Toronto experiences. Um, Dallas, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Just uh, Dallas also won so much growing up. It's sort of like the Red Wings the way that you feel about Boston now and the kind of way I feel about Boston I still kind of feel that way about like Dallas and Detroit just cuz I saw it so much uh but as far as my predictions go you know outside of uh Colorado and San Jose who I wouldn't mind either of those teams winning or the Islanders I'm not really rooting for any of these either but I had Dallas winning over St. Louis I had uh uh did I have San Jose? I don't have it in front of me I'm just trying to remember I don't remember who I had. I might have had San Jose over uh, Colorado. Uh, I had Boston over Columbus, sorry. And I had uh, the Islanders over Carolina because I bet against the Islanders, my other team, <laughs> and it burned me last time. And I saw you get a point from it. So if I had just followed, <laughs> followed my heart, uh, I'd be winning right now. Uh, and then ultimately I – Picked uh, Boston to go over the Islanders to the finals, and Dallas to go to the finals as well. And I predicted Dallas to win the whole thing, just because wow. uh, I feel like Dallas is that what Los Angeles Kings were when they won—that team that sort of they, they they squeezed in there just by really doing well in the last you know couple of weeks of the regular season, and then just blows everybody in the way in the playoffs. So I'm predicting at this point that Dallas is going to win, which means it's most likely. That whichever team neither of us has picked is the one that's going to win. So, <laughs> what do our predictions say? Did either of us not pick any of these teams?
0: Well, if you pick the Sharks, I didn't pick the Abs, so like the Abs are going to win it. There's your winner, <laughs> <laughs> or Carolina because I don't think either of us picked Carolina as well. Yeah. Uh, two quick questions before we go. Um, as a Toronto fan, though, like seriously, how are you feeling? I make I make, I make fun of you, but like again, Game Seven again, Boston. Yeah. Uh, you know. How does it feel?
5: I mean, this is three years in a row where they've been knocked out in the first round. Like, in a way, you could be happy just because they spent so long not even making the playoffs. And with how quickly things get, you know, uh, shaken up to make the playoffs three years in a row and do well three years in a row, that's impressive. The fact that they had three series that were all very tight, like uh, even though with Washington two years ago they lost in game six, it was still like the closest series anybody had ever seen because they had like endless overtimes in every single game. Um, To lose to Boston two years in a row, I think that's what hurts more than them being out because by the time they were knocked out, I'd already seen Tampa Bay go down and Calgary go down and you know the Jets go down and everything. Uh, So... I'm okay with it just because I know that nobody's really knocking Toronto this year because there's so many other teams who did much worse, (laughs) like Pittsburgh and like uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm just all I want is next year. Don't play Boston in the first round. (laughs) And then I'll have a little bit more faith because I said the last time I was on just before the first round started, Boston seems to be Toronto's kryptonite. And if they can avoid Boston in the first round next year, then they're finally going to go through. And a lot of
0: neutral hockey fans, though, I think, are saying it's at least entertaining. I've seen a lot of articles saying that, you know, this shows why the NHL is maybe the most entertaining league in all of North American sports because you have this unpredictability. But then I did read a very good article too, basically saying how it's not good because, you know, it really just makes the regular season meaningless and then kind of yeah. you just have this Mickey Mouse sort of stuff going on at the end. So, I mean, what's your what's your take on it? Like, do you think it's, it's good, It's it's bad? Because, I mean, I can see both sides of it really.
5: I tend to get excited when the underdog teams go through. And I think the first few times that happened, like even as big of a fan of Tampa Bay as I am, when they lost to Columbus, there it, there was a part of me that was like, well, that's that's something you know, once in a lifetime. Because I don't think any team has ever won that much and then lost that much you know, uh, back to back to back. like If you look at the amount of games that Tampa Bay lost in the regular season, uh, what would it be? Like six, uh, 17, I think, was 20- it? 17 games in the regular season and then lost 4 in a row. So you could say that 20% of their games that they lost in one year were all in one series to Columbus. So in a way that that made me not have the reaction you did just cuz you hate Tampa Bay, but <laughs> to feel like this is kind of cool. We're getting we're seeing something that we would never see before. But then when you have 8 series in a row of that happen, by the end you're just sort of like, "Oh, do I have anything left to really get excited about?" I think a lot of it does come back to what we talked about last time. You know, this weird uh, way that the, the the teams are matched up with the wild cards and everything, and it not being one versus eight, two versus seven, the way that I think it should be. I think what's going to happen is if if there's a really negative reaction to the way that these playoffs end up playing out, the league is probably going to reassess how the the matchups uh, are determined in the playoffs. But if somehow you know, some type of miracle on ice happens and, you know, uh, every single hockey fan in North America and Australia and New Zealand (laughs) gets behind whoever wins, then we're probably just going to continue to have more of the same.
0: I think, yeah, I think we talked about that last time, didn't we, that they all but confirmed next season will continue this. And I think they'll probably rejig it when Seattle comes in in two seasons' time, because then you'll have 32 teams. So it's yeah, it's a lot of the the spread. Uh, I'll correct myself, Tampa Bay lost 16 games. So they lost uh, one quarter no one-fifth of their games in the playoffs
5: yeah 20% of their games
0: to Columbus
5: in the playoffs
0: and their coach came out didn't he and say like um Columbus were the best team uh in April (laughs) (laughs) sick burn bro um
5: employee of the month for the NHL
0: (laughs) Uh, well, actually, the, the, the funniest thing, actually, I think, that came out of the Tampa Bay loss is just their, their reaction post on Twitter. I'd never yeah. seen a team, like, usually you always see, like, a, um, you know, a team that gets eliminated, you know, just be like, oh, you know, not our night, congratulations, you know, like, they're, they're always... Complimentary,
5: gen- polite and yeah.
0: complimentary. Which, I mean, for the most part, everybody has kind of done that since, because, you know, that was at the time a shock, but... Like, the way they, they posted it, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it because obviously it was a few weeks ago now, but it was just like, you know, we are as shocked as you are. Like, we don't have words to say. And, like, it was just... It was very open. Here we go, I found it. We don't have any words, and we don't know, and we know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness, everything you're feeling. We get it. This isn't the ending we imagined and certainly not the one we wanted. Thank you for being there the entire way. Literally, Calgary's was... Sadly, our season has come to an end tonight. Congratulations to the Avalanche. Thanks for your support. In 20, 20- like, that was it. Like, whereas, like, Tampa Bay, they've done a Ben Waterworth. They've said too much. Like, they, <laughs> it's just interesting. Like, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. It's, it's almost a good thing, I think, is it being so honest and kind of yeah. really connecting with their fans and saying that.
5: And just out of curiosity was Toronto's
0: not again. <laughs> Toronto was like you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would already posted the see you in 2019 uh tweet uh, as soon as a puck
5: dropped between Boston and <laughs> <to> Game 7. <laughs> was it we're we're nothing if we're not consistent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god just
0: everybody in Toronto come on the Raptors are still in it like come on like they're gonna choke in the second round see what it's like to choke in the second round
5: if the (laughs) Islanders and the Avalanche go out I may just start having to watch basketball for the rest of the year
0: (laughs) uh always a pleasure we'll probably talk to you uh soon again about uh basketball probably I don't know
5: Yeah, by the time uh, I come back on the show, there will be nothing left to be happy about in hockey.
0: Apparently, we didn't want to get rid of this guy after the singing before, so he's back here again. I don't need to play Jesus. You know, we're still all right with you. Josh is still here. Hello, Josh.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, um, what's up? <laughs> No, no, I don't know. just chatting, just chatting, chatting away, chilling, just chatting away. But, uh, you, you saw in game yesterday. I'm I seeing did. it today. Yes, and and I think we we both. I think we both just enjoy the move. I don't think we're like we're like what's the word? You know, like oh, anti either the either of them, like either the DC or Marvel.
0: No, like, I... Yeah, I'm not anti either of them. I I, I do prefer DC still. Uh, I think they get unfairly criticised. Um, I think that... I, I mean, there are some... Okay, there are some warranted criticisms on some aspects, but I think that people seem to have a... a a tinted view of them that they automatically go into them assuming they're bad. I mean, we see it with every DC film that comes out now where they will say, oh, is it going to be an improvement on the... like?" And they they seem to forget that realistically uh, three of the last four DC movies have been universally loved and even Justice League really wasn't that bad. So like Wonder Woman, Aquaman and Shazam have all been successes. And yet they still go into every single one of these films saying, Oh, will it be an improvement? Will they finally get the DCEU back on track? So, um, yeah, but I mean the Marvel, like, oh, look, I look, it took me a while to catch up on them. I had for a long time, had only seen about two or three of them. And then sort of at the end of 2017, I binged them all and caught up over the space of like a month or so. So I'm not going to sit on here and admit to being like a giant, giant MCU fan. I, I love the films. I think they're great. Um,
2: Except for maybe like two of them. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but I think that's the same in any franchise, though. Like, there there are shows, there's at least one or two in, in any series that are just like, yeah, let's forget they even exist. I think the difference, mate, the main difference to me
0: between the MCU and the DCEU is that Marvel, they've, they've got a formula and they stick to it. They don't take risks. They've basically just got a cookie cutter, sort of middle line, which they can just go on and there's there's no need for them to sway from the formula. The DCEU try things. They try to be different, and for the most part, I think it gets criticised way too much. I mean, every single film that they have released has been good in their own right. I think Batman v Superman was a brilliant film, and it annoys me that it gets criticism it does. Justice League was fun and great, and it annoys me that it gets yep, the shit I agree. that it does. Um, and I think that kind of, they all bring their own take on it and yeah, they maybe don't know what they're doing as much as the MCU, but I think they've had, they've had a little less time. They've rushed into some things, but they're starting to steady the ship and I'm sure they're going to completely level it out soon. So Marvel had a, like a a good five, six year head start before DCEU even got into gear. So
2: I, I disagree and I disagree on the, on, on, on this, on the head start because, and, and it's not part of the DCEU, but it is DC, and that is the uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. That came out, and that came out swinging, and it swung hard, and it won hard. But on that argument, then you
0: could backtrack the Marvel films to the very first X Men, the, the film that many people argue was the movie that started the superhero trend.
2: No, 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 you're incorrect. First ever feature length Marvel Movie ever to come out produced by George Lucas and an utter failure of cinema Howard Duck. was Howard the Dark. Yeah, so I understand that. that, was, that but that... If you, I think that if you, you're labeling, I know what you're trying to say, and though. You, and, and then you had Captain... There was a Captain America that was yeah. produced in the 80s, which I haven't watched, but it. I, I saw a clip... And it looks like the mask that he's wearing is he's literally taken a blue balloon and wrapped it over his yeah, head no, and I've, got a sharp. I've seen, I've seen. I mean, look. I, what I mean is, is that
0: I I, I realize there were comic book movies beforehand because even before How The Duck, you could go way back to obviously the very first but, Superman.
2: But then you can go, you, you can still go back to the like Batman, yeah, in the sixties. But like, like it's you know, no, 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 I'm talking, like, if we're talking movies, there, there was the Batman movies that came out in the the late 80s, early 90s. But then you have Superman, 77,
0: and then obviously, you know, sort of from there. But my and my people point, like them. but what I'm trying to say is when you, you have this interconnected universe, which Marvel established in 2008 with Iron Man, I, I know what you're trying to say with the Dark Knight movies, but they were only ever meant to be a trilogy there was it's like when you could then put the argument in for the the toby Maguire spider-man films as well because that was exactly the same See,
2: but, but, the, the, again going into the comic books on this one you can actually argue that toby mcguire spider-man is part of the mcu because of the latest spider-man movie that we received was uh spider-man into the spider-verse which i don't have you seen that by uh, i haven't on my computer i haven't watched it yet it is phenomenal for what it is it is phenomenal like don't Take it as it's an MCU. Take it it is it is part of Spider-Man, and it's growing. The It's not the MCU. It's the, the spider Spider universe. It's the, the multiverse surrounding that. And like Nicolas Cage is in it. It makes me so happy. What's, he plays a version of Spider-Man. What I think I can appreciate about some of
0: these films now, because the MCU has created this this world in which movie franchises all need to be a universe and that they're all interconnected and, you know, they're basically episodes of television shows, which, look, Mm. I'm not complaining about. That definitely has its positives because, you know, the MCU has done it the best in terms of that narrative structure over the course of 11 years and other franchises have come and gone and failed and just not try to do that. I do, however, miss a good standalone superhero film which which you don't need to have 15 appearances from cameos to set up something here, there, and everywhere else. Like, this is, again, going back to DC, I think that... Yeah, they're connected but they almost stand alone on themselves. Like Shazam, I don't know if you've seen Shazam, but like Shazam Oh man, I love Shazam. Shazam was brilliant. And Shazam was a real throwback to the days when you could just have one of these films and just have fun and not have to feel like like let's be honest, going into Endgame, you know, there was all these articles, catch up on the MCU. I probably watched three YouTube videos catching me up, even though I've seen them all. You just want to go in there refresh. We rewatched Infinity War you didn't need to do that going into Shazam. You didn't really even need to do that going into Justice League. Like, they're done in a manner in which you can watch them as separate entities. And there's there's a part of that I miss. There's a part of that I like. Like, you, you can watch the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trilogy as separate films. Like, yeah, okay, it maybe connects a little bit better having seen the previous ones. But it's like Star Wars in a way. Like, Star Wars is very much like that. See,
2: so, uh, I understand what you're saying. And I think, like, uh, you could possibly track that down say the early Batman movies because you could watch them as singular movies they're very there's no connection to them at all James Bond you don't really need to have seen the first one to know what's happening in the second one but at the same time a good standalone action movie like say True Lies yes that was fantastic like just having a, a movie where you can go into it and you're like you know what come at me bro and just and be entertained. And look, Yeah, no, I agree. And, like, James Bond's a great example
0: because, uh, look, I am a I. Where do <laughs> so I... So we both are. We well, like, both it's, are. Look, I've said a lot on 007 Download now by iTunes about my thoughts on the Daniel Craig era, and I don't hate it, but it's not my favourite. And I see what no. they're trying to do, and no. it's great what they're trying to do, but we're going to have an issue after Bond 25 is... Are they going to try and continue what they've done since Consider Because now they're all so connected. Whereas, you know, you didn't have this problem when you would go to a new James Bond actor in the past. Piers Brosnan was leaving. Fine, we get a new one. We move on. Roger Moore finally left in his Zimmer frame. Fine, cool, we move on. We, we don't need to worry about that. Now they're really facing a crisis where, y- you know, how do they continue this universe post-Daniel Craig Make it make sense, and kind of have it go forward that way. And like, well, there's a theories. I think you and I have talked about it before about like the long standing. Yeah, we talked rumor. about a lot. La- yeah, the, the long standing episode. rumor that James in, in, Bond is more than just a. It's it's more of a title given to an agent, which you know can be used. And that is like as you said, this is where you could get then Idris Elba coming in or Gillian Anderson. You know, like you know, do it that way. But it's just I. Miss the days. I'd... I like the oh, solo yeah. days of every two or three years, you just had a Bond movie, and it was a Bond movie. And
2: that's what it was. That's it. It's going back to the. To the formula but that's it. It's going back to the formula that, that that a Bond movie was, and then they changed it to see how it would go, and it worked for Casino Royale, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It I did. think Casino uh, uh, for um, Quantum of Solace. I was come it's on, it's not that's... my favourite movie. It's it's not my favourite movie it, My I admit, did a poo it, about ten minutes ago, which was more entertaining than Quantum Solace. Yeah, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed Skyfall. Correct. And I thoroughly enjoyed Spectre, which it gets so
0: much hate thoroughly. now. I really do not like revisionist history in the space of four years. That Spectre, all of a sudden, is treated as badly as Quantum of Solace. It's not fair. Spectre to me is the—I I put it out there and say—Spectre is the best Daniel Craig film. And that's not in a popular opinion with Casino Royale and no, Skyfall I... existing, but Spectre to me is the closest to old school Bond we've had with Daniel Craig, while also keeping the elements. Introduced in Casino Royale
2: and Skyfall, that's exactly right, and it's and, and it's a, it's a send up of the of uh, on a secret service. That's what it is. It's sent. It's setting up a newer version of that, and which I'm very interested to see how they do with uh, Rami Malek as the new villain. I'm I'm like it wasn't really a secret,
0: but I am I am pumped for Rami Malek as a villain because. You know, I, look. I'll be honest. I didn't really know the guy until *Bohemian Rhapsody*. I'm, I'm a bandwagon guy who thinks he's was brilliant in *Bohemian Rhapsody*. I'm not going to deny that he was brilliant in *Bohemian mm. Rhapsody*. He thoroughly deserved the Oscar, and I just I think the guy seems like a super cool guy, and I think oh, yeah. he's just got that
2: feel about him that he's going to make a good Bond villain. And just just like uh, uh, I've gone blank Chris on the Holmes. actor's name. That's, oh my goodness, he, he was just, per- he's a perfect villain. He is, he is. And and, and lo- he is whispers
0: circulating villain. around that, you know, he is appearing as well. But, I mean, this will mark the third consecutive Bond film where they've hired an Academy Award winner as the villain as well. So that's an interesting little stat. Um, so, and I think, arguably, I mean, everybody talks about uh, Javier Bardem being arguably one of the greatest villains of all time in Silver, and then I mm. argued in when we ranked all the villains on 007 that to me uh, Christopher Waltz was the best Blofeld that we ever had. So
2: oh no, I no no I totally agree because I think like Blofeld is his character is so he, the nuance of him is yeah is so you've got to be it has to be done right and like they've done him that many times in uh, in previous films. But I think having that that character, mm-hmm. plus the personality that was created by Christoph Waltz, just it was perfect. Yeah, like that, that's great. what he's meant to be. He was meant to be this very subtle. He, it's essentially he's the 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 James. If James Bond was a villain, that's what Blofeld had to be
0: yeah well i mean that's not the first time yeah and that's not the first time i think he's the james bond-esque villain in the this era of james bond i mean we have seen that if james bond was a villain trope before i mean alec trevelyan was all but an evil james bond you know um, i
2: want to see a reimagining of him
0: yeah scaramanga was all but a a evil villain version of bond you know we've had it before Um, so, but yeah, like in this day and era. And I, but,
2: but but there was a personal touch to it though. It was a beautiful touch to it, making it that, oh, his father brought it, brought James in and he hated him for it. The thing, I just, I just find it very intriguing. And like, look, I, I, I often
0: think about whether I'm more of a fan of James Bond or Star Wars. And I don't know if I could make that decision, but I, I probably would say I'm most excited in the next 12 months for bond 25. I'm more excited for bond 25 than I am for episode nine. If I'm
2: being completely honest. Yeah. I'm, I can be very honest and say I'm more excited for star Wars. Well, look, I'm, I'm Uh, extremely uh, excited for star Wars. I'm not going to say I'm not, but I just,
0: I think that, um, I don't like, I think the last Jedi has just still left a bit of a, you know, sour taste in my mouth. See,
2: but that goes against what you were saying before in, in, in that, you know, the Marvel has a pattern and they follow a pattern. There was no pattern that was followed in Star Wars: The Last Jedi. But how is it that going? Against, bunch diff- but how is that going against what I'm saying before? Because you were because you were saying that DC are good because of the fact that they try new things, and this is something that Star Wars is true. They are trying. Though, no, I, I agree. I I I I didn't say that Star Wars follow a formula. I think I agree with you. I think
0: Star Wars do try different things. We saw that with the prequels. We saw that with that. And and I. Just because you try new things doesn't mean it always works. I think what DC does with trying new things works. I think what Star Wars have done in eight, seven of the eight of the films, or, you know, nine of the 11 films, if you include the, uh, how many of them? No, I'm doing the math wrong. Eight out of the ten films, if you include Solo and Rogue One, have worked. I just think that, yeah, they tried something in Last Jedi, and I think it didn't work. I just think it was... It was rubbish absolutely rubbish and the more i think about it the more
2: i dislike I that s- film I, <laughs> I, I literally just want to slap you in a well, bring the face it on bitch! Uh, <laughs> no but, but i like, the the thing is though when it comes to star wars it's the fact that they hire a different director for each each movie like, i think Bruce. there was a continuity i think there was a continuity during episodes one to three because they had george lucas as director and producer and then a new hope was directed by Lucas and then you had the Empire strikes back was directed by another f- uh person who th- changed it up focused on the characters and that made it a better movie. But the, the difference and,
0: with those though is that George Lucas was still involved in the original three, the hot, and that's why they I, had I a continued agree.
2: tone. Whereas the the and that, ones are just. And, and, and this is where I'm getting my point to, though, because like you know, the Force Awakens, yeah, didn't really have much to it. Like J.J.'s really good. We'll, that's, we'll agree, JJ is a good good director. He has a vision. Uh, uh, Ryan Johnson. Did what he thought he was best as a director That's from his vision. There was no connection there. Like he took the script that JJ had, and he went, mm, oh, "Let's change it a bit." And a bit. his <laughs> inter- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, he looked
0: that script. Type. Went, yeah, "Okay, bin. All right, pen, blank paper. Star Wars
2: Episode Eight thought <laughs> so." So here we go. But here's the interesting part. So JJ's back in the driver's seat, Damn but he's fuck. also hired he has hired George Lucas as a uh, to save it. Uh, to no, as a what what do they call him? Uh, a consultant. Yes, as a consultant. And they're like, "Yes, do that. That makes me happy." That that's like that's
0: like if Michael Crichton was still alive, right? And he saw what they've done I with Jurassic. It's been dead for nearly a decade now. Um, if if you know, he saw Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic World, and look, here's my thing: like Fallen Kingdom. Actually, took- what, 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 what 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 is your opinion on those movies? I actually well, don't know. I'm, that. I'm getting there. Fallen Kingdom okay. was a huge steer away from what we'd had in the first four. Right? We we tried something different, and a lot of people hate on Fallen Kingdom now for that. I hate on the twist with the human clone. Dumb, stupid. But I appreciated Fallen Kingdom's balls to try something. It's similar it's Fallen Kingdom is very similar to The Last Jedi, in which they both try something different. I think the difference is is that Fallen Kingdom sticks the landing because at the end of that film it opens it up to a point where you're like Wow, I want to see what's happening next. What do we get at the end
2: of The Last Jedi? A fucking kid with a broom looking at space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more excited for the books that she had in the drawer, but anyway. But, 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 like, but seriously, no, see, I, I, no, Josh, I, Josh, Josh, I, I, you I, have
0: to admit to me, as the biggest, biggest Star Wars fan than me, that you can't be excited for a movie when there's a kid with a
2: broom looking at space. I am actually Oh don't to, give me that to, the, bullshit But 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 what you said about the uh about the Fallen Kingdom I I think this is my opinion it's a bit of a theory and I, I think what they've done is they've made it so it's can be like its own little you know universe like the Jurassic Park universe let's like um like I don't know what you would call it Jurassic World. It, it would have to be called Jurassic World. I go Jurassic World San Francisco, the T-Rex destroying San Francisco or the Velociraptors of Arizona or the the pterodactyls of Argentina, like that sort of thing. I'm actually, I wanted to see how the line went against the T-Rex. That would have been a, I think the overall thing with Jurassic
0: Park is that at the end of the day, Jurassic Park isn't in the same vein as Star Wars just because Star Wars was created to create a universe. It was created to have trilogies and stories that spread across multiple movies and in such a universe that you can have your rogue ones, you can have your solos, you can have your Clone Wars TV shows, your rebels, you know, your mandolins. You can have all of these things. Mandalorian! That too. Um, Whereas Jurassic Park... Nothing will ever remotely touch the original. And because it was such a blockbuster, it was always going to have a sequel... And there's only so much you can do with the material you have. That's why Michael Crichton only ever wrote two books. Admittedly, he only ever wrote the second one because Steven Spielberg told him to because he wanted to make a sequel. So he's like, please, Michael, write me another book so I can make a sequel of it. Um, but it's a gift that keeps on giving because, you know, Fallen Kingdom had a lot of elements from the, the Lost World novel that they'd never used before. So, I, and I think that the, yeah, the, the, the Jurassic World but, franchise <laughs> is now just, it's, it's just a cash cow because no one expected the success of Jurassic world. So automatically fallen kingdom was always going to come. Wasn't that loved by critics and therefore it's still getting a sequel, obviously, cause it made so much money. I think Jurassic world itself isn't as good anymore. If you actually go back and watch it, I think in ranking all the Jurassic park films, uh, you know, Jurassic world would be the second worst out of all of them. Um, but, yeah, the point is, I don't think there's ever been a truly terrible Jurassic Park film. Jurassic Park 3 is close, but it's still got its fun moments to it. Um, and I'm not saying, okay, oh. and to the backtrack, I'm, I'm going on here. Um, I'm not saying The Last Jedi is the worst film ever made. It's not Dirty Dancing. It's not the Emoji movie. Like, I will always watch The Last Jedi. I will always in any rewatch of Star Wars, I will always watch it. I will never not watch it. But right now, my rankings easily have that at the bottom. Uh, and to me, it is the least good of all the Star Wars
2: movies. Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, is it Three. four? Three. Three, yeah, no, nah. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> Not a bad Jurassic Park movie. Bull crap! <laughs> um, a teenager, a teenager, a prepubescent teenager able to steal Tyrannosaurus Rex
0: piss. If you read the novelization, Joshua, it is explained how he does it. Do you think
2: a, a moviegoer wants to do that?
0: This is coming from a man who is trying to use that exact same argument for a lot of the Star Wars holes that we talked
2: about about 12 months ago. No, but you get them in video games, mate. There's no Jurassic... <laughs> you know, an awesome survivor game. If Rockstar Gaming came up with a game where you are lit the, the only person on an island with genetically enhanced dinosaurs... We could have had a lot worse, Josh. There was a lot
0: of the development hell that Jurassic Park 4 had before it became Jurassic World. Uh, the leaked scripts, one of the most famous ones, was essentially involving human-dinosaur hybrid soldiers that took over the world. Now,
2: th- there's a fine line between jumping a shark and not, but that's fucking yeah, do, jumping do, do, over do you know a water tank. you know what that tank. is? You know what that is? That's that's Independence Day 2. That's what that is. Oh,
0: you know, the funny thing about Independence Day 2, right? Like, I saw that movie. I straight up was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. What have they done? So I watched, um, I watched the original because the original would be in my top 10 films of all time on, on a plane trip last year. And then I said to Mallory, I'm like, Mallory, you've never seen this before. And hello, that's milk. I want some milk. No, that's a, that's a water bottle. Josh's child is in the room again.
2: Um, I, I, I Say hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. Say hi, Ben. Say hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. Say hi, Ben. Hello. Oh, well, you're not getting a drink if you don't say hi, Ben. Hi,
4: Ben.
0: Oh, blackmail
2: fathering. Hello,
0: Gabriel.
2: Can you see? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Look, there's Ben. There's Ben. Hi. Can you, say, can you say hi, Ben? Look. Hi, Ben. Looney Tunes. Meet me. Our listeners say right say now hi, I have bug, no bunny. idea what's going on right now. Hi, Bunny. Hi Bugs Bunny. Hi Daffy Duck.
2: Can you say we'll see you later, Ben?
4: See you later, Ben.
2: See you later. See later ben. Oh, you've got Man. both in the room. What's going on? <laughs> say hi, hi Ben. Hello. Hi
4: Ben. <laughs> you want to
2: hear the coolest laugh in the world? Yes. This is cool. <coughs> oh, <no. laughs> Mm. Josh abusing right. his child on camera, pretty good. All right, yeah, right. Off, off you guys go. go. I'll be out there in a minute. Do you need more octonauts on TV? Yes. Uh, don't touch. Don't touch, Gabriel.
4: Um, we ninja have
2: yeah, Ninjago after. I really wish this was
0: live. This would be hilarious right now. No, oh, keep it in.
4: A lot of he, he just had that. This,
0: this is octonauts. the arguments I got to deal with. You know what's hilarious? In twenty years' time like Not. doesn't mean a, like we had I parts of this when we were kids that
4: much. mm-hmm i agree
2: mm-hmm yeah. I
7: just have that much.
2: yeah you can have some you can have that much ninjago after this one okay off you go oh you got so excited for that wow
0: um parenting 101 by anyway God. so i was saying i made mallory watch independence day for the first time she kind of looked at me and she was like, eh, I mean, it was good. Not as good as you make it out to be. I'm like, oh. so anyway, the point is afterwards I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch Independence Day 2 again. It's been a couple of years. I, I, I've I, got to give it another chance. I got like 35 minutes into it. I had to turn it off. I just, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. Like, and I, 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 I'm I, not See, a person who likes to give up on things, even if they're terrible. Like, I sat through Dirty Dancing. I sat through the Emoji movie. Admittedly, I did have to because we were podcasting about it. But at the same time, like... I just couldn't sit through Independence Day too. It is that bad.
2: I've never watched it. Don't. I not choose not to. It's just it's it's, a, it's, a a same with, it's the a same with it's the same with Ghostbusters. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Not it. And, and I refuse. reviews, but and, well, here's another thing. What is your thoughts on the new Chris Hemsworth uh, Men in Black?
0: Look, it's not Men in Black because Men in Black is Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Um, admittedly, they did men in black three half of it with josh brolin but josh brolin's incredible um i will go <laughs> we see. It. i will go see it. look this this is this to me is the era of movie making we're in because we we live in this world where everything's a reboot and everything's got to have something in it i will go see it still because i think chris hemsworth is a better comedic actor than he is a serious actor and i think he's realizing that i think audiences are realizing that I think that's why they're turning Thor into what he is. No spoilers out of uh, Endgame, but also I just I think Chris Hemsworth is is a funny dude. And I I never used to like Chris Hemsworth. I hated him in Home in a way. He was a wooden piece of abs that just couldn't act. And how he became famous, I'm like what the hell? But now I like the guy. He seems like a nice, genuine guy. And the I chick think who plays, they, the, yeah, go. The chick who plays oh, who is what Valkyrie in Thor, yeah. who's going to be his, I, I like her. I think the trailers sell it well, but it's not going to be the same. It, it's no different to huge Pokemon fan as a kid, just loved the crap out of Pokemon. <laughs> and I just don't know how to feel about Detective Pikachu because I, like it, many Pokemon fans, never pictured Pikachu as looking like a furry little rat. It just looks no, odd. That's
2: the thing that, that he's meant to look like that. He's meant I, to be I understand furry.
0: that. I understand but, that. It's like Sonic. But, I'm a mad, mad Sonic fan. And you tell me that you're making a live action Sonic movie with Jim Carrey playing Dr. Robotnik. Shut up and take my money. But then when you see the posters, you automatically go, ooh, what, what's, like, I don't know how are, I are you feel been, about is that. that. Is that a thing? Is that an actual thing? What? That Sonic, Sonic. Yeah, Did you know this is a real thing that's coming no. out at the end of the year? Did you not no. know? You Google this? No, they've released posters because everyone's complaining about how Sonic looks is a real thing. So the end of this year we've got a Sonic Carrey Is Doctor? Oh, that's cool. Jim Carrey, Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, but like again, like I, effing love the giant, the Giant King, the Lion King. Like just. You and I, that,
2: that, that movie. Not a, it's not, it is not an, a live no, action movie. Terrible. It looks terrible. But I will still go see it. <laughs> but it looks terrible. We live in a world where this is. Dr. Doctor, Doctor Eggman. Yes. Robotnik. <laughs> it's just. Ben Schwartz as. Sonic. Uh, James Marsden as mm. Tom Wachowski. Oh, we love James Marsden. Neil McDonough? Yeah, okay. Uh, Tika Sumpter had no idea who she is. Adam Polly, no idea who she is. Natasha Rothwell had no idea who she is. But but so with Detective Pikachu though, like the whole storyline actually comes from a video game that came out mm. not long ago. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. Japan, the Japanese movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not against and, the idea. I think the idea is, is funny, interesting. Funny thing with that though is originally it was meant to be Danny DeVito doing the voice of Pikachu, which is mean, that in the in. in in comic book, the English version sounds so much like Danny DeVito. Look,
0: I, I don't I, have a thing against the idea of it. I think it's an interesting concept. And, like, I just... It, and I don't want to say I hate it. Like, I don't want to want to be one of these fanboys who... Like, you brought up Ghostbusters. And, I mm. like, I'm not saying you're one of these people. And I'm not saying everyone was one of these people. There were definitely people who refused to see it. On grounds of sexism I'm not saying everyone I'm saying there were some For the majority Mm. of people Which I think got Construed into a sexism Uh Debate Which wasn't I think People just don't Like things being messed with That That don't need to be messed with And it's not It's not a case of like You're jumping on a trend Of this This level where it comes to diversification Which I understand that, yes, that the majority of the film landscape and pop culture landscape can be dominated by the white male. I'm not debating that as truth. The difference is, is that you have iconic characters across pop culture that are of all different genders and skin colours and sexualities. You don't need to take ones from history and change it to try and create that diversification because that creates divide and i think that's the issue people are not understanding like captain marvel for example great that they have a female superhero wonder woman great that they have a female superhero black panther great they have a you know a a non-white a black uh, he's black. It's called Black Panther, a black superhero. You know, it's great that they <laughs> have yes. these, but but they're original entities. They didn't have to go. Oh fuck, we need to make Superman a woman.
2: Mm, and... okay. okay, okay, I'm gonna. Okay. If you <laughs> tell me Wonder Woman used to be a man, Josh. <laughs> no, Captain Captain Marvel originally was a man. Nick Fury was originally white. Um, things like that. Uh, I think uh, are uh, slightly different
0: in the fact that
2: when you have.
0: How do I put this? Like, if you get these sort of minor ones, which I think, like, that aren't overall, like, I don't know how to word this. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 it's 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 tricky because I think I know what I'm trying to say and it's got nothing to do with me being feared that I'm going to sound racist or anything. It's got nothing to do with that. It's 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 a case of, like, like okay, James Bond, for example, Felix Leiter,
2: obviously... Um, He's gone through that many different uh
0: like he's been actors. old he's been young he's been this I, I mean I think he's Lider-
2: only been played by the same actor twice
0: and they weren't even consecutive movies but the thing with Felix Leiter is that like he's just such a side person which it, uh, to me that's it's in, he's never really described who he is like it's just you know he's a helper so you can easily get away with that and i think in a lot of these comic book movies you can easily transfer what somebody looks like it's ah uh, i don't even know where i'm going with this the the point is is that i think that you, you can have a level of of rebooting things, but like you like ideas that James Bond should be a woman is just it's just ridiculous. Like that's like saying in thirty years time, oh fuck, we better make Wonder Woman a man. Like it's just
2: look. look, look, look there are times where it works, and one of the times where it's worked is. The way that they do Doctor Who, like yeah. Well, Ellie. Doctor
0: Who is easily you can do it. Like I, I didn't get. I, I've yeah. never, I've never watched Doctor Who. Never watched it, but I understand. Me either. I understand enough about how. And I think Doctor Who is very clever in that when they wrote it in the 60s, they automatically did it in a way where you can transition the Doctor into somebody different easily to open the door for new actors playing this for it to last as long as it has. So to me, Doctor Who is easily done as let's make it a woman. And going back to my point about James Bond, that if, for example, in Bond 25, to get rid of Daniel Craig, they, they... do this fan theory which if people aren't familiar with that the the words James Bond the title of James Bond isn't a name it's a title given to an agent if that is confirmed I'm not against to the 007 to the 007 yeah so every agent in the history of MR6 who's 007 is just going to be called James Bond and like look there are definitely ways around that which it doesn't work but look the point is I'm not against that I think that is a good way of adding continuity across 25 films and if that is the case then if you then had a female james bond i wouldn't be opposed to it if you then had a black james Bond, i wouldn't be opposed to it because you can work that into it i think that's clever but like for them to turn around and say bond 26 was just that wasn't a theory like oh well we we, you know james bond is going to be black or james bond's going to be a woman just because you know we're trying this trend out right now where we've got a diverse like no because If you flip things over, it would be a huge outcry if all of a sudden Shaft became white. Um, You know, Blade became white. Wonder Woman became a man. Like, you know, you couldn't do it because... And this is the double standards of the world we live in right now, that people right now are saying, Oh, Ben, you're a straight white man. You're in the patriarchy. You can't say that. No, fuck it. I can say that because if you want to be, quote, sacred about a character... Then, if you can hold that for a one gender or one skin color, you can do it for all genders and skin colors, and therefore you can do it for that side of things. I just came across as a prick. It, I don't care.
2: No, well, I, I totally agree with you. That's the thing. We like, this is a funny thing. Like, we we differ on a lot of a lot of things, like in religion, um, politics, and all that. But we seem to agree quite quite well when it comes to this particular uh, issue. What I think is, where was I going? This. What I what I think is really, really dumb, is the fact that the people who who cause all this crap on on that side, who who start yelling, "Oh, not a woman! It's not this! It's not that!" They neglect the individual that's there and the merits that that person has in Completely order to agree. get to where they're Completely at. Completely agree. And, and And that's the thing though is like if you people like that and commonly what I usually say I say the left, and that's how that's the label I've put on on those people and it's probably incorrect in some regards because i'm i I am aware that there are people who say that they are left leaning who are not like this, but for the way I talk, the left put this thing on where they they group people. And then they go, you've got the transgenders, you've got the whites, you've got the blacks, you've got the women, you've got the ones who don't know what they are. You've got this, you've got that, you've got that. And there's no, you never, ever, ever, ever get this individual. It's this person who is a transgender, this person who is a homosexual, this person who is from Nagasaki or whatever. It's, It's, they always group them. The right always go, this person. Yeah. And a lot of that and comes it. down they say, stop to, there.
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, for example, there was, uh, in the last couple of days, there was um, oh, there was th- that attack of a journalist at that uh, Senator Annings, whatever, I'm not getting into the things that, but the way the headlines came about was female reporter attacked. Like, and it's just, you don't need to define a person's gender in something like that. A person attacked, that's all it is. It's not more
2: weighted just because this person happens to be a female. It, it it shouldn't matter. You know, it should go on the merits. Like if it was a journalist and say yes, a journalist was attacked a journalist at attack. a Fraser Roundy rally. That's all you have to say. Yeah, and and that's and that labels it enough. What I hate and I absolutely hate this. And someone, uh, one of our old friends from high school, put a thing up of this uh, a presidential candidate in the states who happens to be homosexual kissing his husband after announcing he's running for this for the thing and everyone's going, yes, great. We've got a gay man running with a gay man running. I'm like, okay. What is the difference between a gay man and a straight man in the bedroom? That's the only difference. In my opinion, like there's what they do with relationships there is nothing different. It's just to the person that they're in love with yeah so why and i'm not saying that like um i'm not saying that the a, a choice i'm just saying look i love my wife he i know what, husband. i
0: know what you're trying to say and i look i agree in the most part because i think that this this goes back to my point when it comes to you know mentioning things like black panther and, and captain marvel and wonder woman you know it's it's so hyped in the media that oh here we have black panther you know so groundbreaking for, you know, for non-white people because they've finally got this and Wonder Woman so groundbreaking because I think like... My, my argument's always been, and we've talked a lot about this on the Oz Network, is that... I can't wait until we live in a day where we just don't have to single out things like this. Like, I go into Wonder Woman watching it because I want to see a good film. I go into Black Panther yeah. wanting to see I go into Captain Marvel. I'm not going into this going, oh, I can't wait to see a woman superhero. Oh, I can't wait to see a black superhero. It doesn't you haven't matter got a to no- me.
2: You haven't got a notebook saying, all right, what
0: racist thing are you going to see here? this It doesn't bother me. And, like, this is. I I read a review for Endgame before we started recording today where somehow they still had to fit into it. Oh, and Marvel's diversifying this so it's not just all white men moving to the future. Like, this is what creates divide in today's society, which is already fractured enough with people having a voice out there because you have social media and the internet and everyone thinks their opinion matters. At the end of the day, the fight is for equality and in an equal world we should not have to single out anybody based on race, gender, sex, anything. We're all human beings trying to live freely on planet earth for the best future for our children, our grandchildren, everything else. So I completely agree with you. The guy running for president of the USA, he may be gay. Fantastic. And I understand that the media is like, Oh, the first
2: openly gay man. Okay, great. That is a bit of well, groundbreaking. Yeah, well, does, this that- is what This is the point I was getting at because on this post, they're just... The person goes, I hope they get in. And I've just gone, that's all well and good. What are his policies? Exactly. And
0: that's what I was about to say. Like, there is that groundbreaking... It's no different to when Barack Obama got nominated, when he got elected. It was fantastic. America elected their first black president. The day a woman becomes president, that will be in the news. The day a gay man, a gay woman. uh, When Mitt Romney ran, it was all about him being openly Mormon. Uh, You know, it's... Yeah, okay, great. They're, they're, they're ticking hmm. those boxes. Fantastic, But exactly what you said, exactly what you said, you should not vote for a person based on something that would make them the first. Like, you go into these mm. things judging a person on their policies. Now, I, I know for most of my life I have voted for one party. I have been a member of that political party, and that's for the most part because I do genuinely believe In what they stand for, and that's fine. You can be like you're, you're, you just ran for politics based on that, and that's fine. People can have that opinion. That's great. The the difference is, is that I'm still open to voting for other sides of things. If like, and I would, I would glad, I will say this right now. I would have voted for Malcolm Turnbull over Bill Shorten. Hey, if I was allowed to vote, I'm not allowed to vote in this election. That's another story. But I would have voted for Malcolm Turnbull over Bill Shorten had he run on policies of um, going forward with the Australian Republic. I know Bill Shorten's got a similar thing like that under his platform, but I, I mean, Malcolm Turnbull comes from the place where he was the guy ahead of the Republic debate in 1999. So I, I know this guy comes yeah. from that. So, so you, you so vote honey? I'm actually listening to you.
2: I, I'm sort of changing my mind on on the Republic thing, and 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 it's I. I... I don't know why. I, I, I have to say though, like regardless of where you stand on it, there is a bit of a petition now where the the, the palace is actually starting to heavily consider it, and that's making um, Prince Harry the head of state, the governor general of stupid. Australia.
0: Stupid, absolutely stupid. It's and that is that is a dumb idea because it's no different to when Tony Abbott freaking gave Prince Philip a knighthood. It's what what is the point? Because at the end of the day. I mean, there's no point of a governor general. A governor general is a is a figurehead. It's it's they're the queen's representative, and in the day and age we live in, there's no point of having a queen's representative because it's just it's just a, it's a pointless status symbol, and it's just and to but have I, Prince Harry I, I, is I, dumb in itself because he's the grandson of the person. You need to have an unbiased person
2: to quote represent that person. It's just stupid. Well, technically, back in the day, any representative of the royal house was a member of they of the royal house back in the day this is going like back in the medieval like when the actual monarchy was, was had full control and power I get what you're saying but like at the same, same time I would love to see like the president of United St- of the uh, sorry of, of, of Australia that would be awesome could you imagine like um so like instead of having like uh, a to the chief it's like the guy walks down kangaroo one that's named the, <laughs> the, the, the aircraft kangaroo one and in the next minute you just hear ding ding
1: <laughs>
0: Look, I think we're obviously we're we're doing a brink thing where we're going all over the shop with what we're trying to talk about. I think going back to There
2: isn't I think there I think there is an underlying theme though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I the Republican. There thing, are dicks out there and we, we don't like them. We can talk about that another time in the because that that's definitely something I like to talk about. I think the point that you were trying to make though is 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 a, is a very valid point and sadly it's I mean, there is a large proportion of people who do this. They vote based on the merits of the 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 person running and I mean Mm. it's not to take away from whoever they are from what they're running for I mean like look we're Australians we we don't vote in the U S election and but we have a everyone in the world I think has an opinion on because it's America and whether we like the country or not they are. The, the world superpower That you know The most powerful nation In the world So I think kind of What happens over there And we've seen it with Trump It, it does affect The rest of the world So we we do have a right To have a bit of a An interest In who will <clears throat> Excuse me Be elected But going back to, mm. to My long winning point here Is that like Your friend uh, Who posts that About this guy If he wants him to win Based on his policies Great If you're wanting him To win purely on the fact That he's a gay man Well It's not really something I think that, you you know, can base it on, because it's... No, no. It would be great that America voted an openly gay man to the... It would show great progress in society, but I would hope... He was voted on his policies and what he stands for and not just for, hey, let's put a gay guy in office to tick that off the box. In four years' time, we'll vote a lesbian. In four years' time, we'll vote a transgender. And we may as well tick it all off so in 20 years' time, we can look back in history and go, hey, look how diverse we were. Now let's go back to voting white people in again. Like, it's just, that's to me that kind of what people would do it on. And that's dumb. Vote for people based on their merits, not on who they are. That's an equal society.
2: Well, that's the interesting thing too. Like, a lot of, like, here's an an interesting thing. Like, they say there's a lot of diversity. There's still a lot of things in common with some of the uh, like the previous presidents of the United States. And I can tell you now, Trump's a Mason. Uh, what's his name? Barack Obama was a Mason. Uh, the Bushes are all Masons. They're also part of another secret society called the Skull and Bones at Yale University. Uh, like there, there are all these other little mini- miniature connections that people forget to hear hear about. And I think, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying that. Freemasonry it gives you a leg up in any manner, shape, or form in the political spectrum. It is definitely not the case, and I can tell you that from first-hand experiences, it is not the case. But there, I think there, there's a lot of links that people forget to look at. They just go straight for this the the things that they see openly, and not the things they see behind closed doors. And that's why I think you really need. To, it's all merits. Like, f- screw what the person does go on merits and, and this and yeah. one thing i've really noticed too uh in particularly the
0: australian election right now and the, i mean everything now is all about a person's past so oh uh, and it's ridiculous it's and the, it is
2: ridiculous because you know like, I, I'm, I'm guilty of sharing uh, like that post i shared the other day about bill short i honestly thought that was a new news story i didn't know that it actually happened back in like 2015 or whatever it was yes. 20 a long time ago uh, yeah, and I didn't realise. I just went off. <laughs> that sucks to be you, bro. And shared it, and that's 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 my that was the mentality I had uh, when I saw that. But again, that and I personally just don't like Bill Shorten. I, do you? Do, do, do you know who he reminds me of? I would love to know who he reminds you of. And I hope he doesn't listen to the show anymore. Oh <laughs> yes, Bill. Bill
0: and I fell out a long time ago. Just don't worry. Hasn't no, no,
2: anymore. no, no. Not Bill. Not Bill. <laughs> he reminds me of Peter.
0: <laughs> Peter. No, Peter, he doesn't definitely listen to the show. When we try to get all the old co-hosts on the show, he basically fobbed me off the most. Um, no, look, I think that at the end of the day, we live in a society where everyone has a voice. They all think they can be heard. They all think their opinions matter. And when you have a society like that, we have just such a cross-cultural viewpoint which stirs a pot. Everyone gets so infused with rage over the smallest things. And I, I would like to live in a world where in 10 years time, it's going to get better. I don't think it will. Uh, You know, 10 years ago, we were saying exactly the same thing that, Oh God, look at this society. We live in 10 years. Like every 10 years, it happens. We're going to look back at today and think today was
2: tame compared to what we're going to (laughs) have in the future. Like
0: that's sad fact of reality. That's how we always will.
2: I have a feeling I'll end up being in jail for my views one day. I really do. And my views are conservative. And that's the
4: the famous saying, opinions
0: are like assholes. Everyone has one. That's exactly... It's... Exactly. You know, um, I don't know. Welcome to the Brink, where everything, it's... (laughs) What is it? The Whose line is it anyway? (laughs) Welcome to whose line is it anyway, where the points are real, but they don't matter, or something
2: like that. Like, um, (laughs) you know. They... There was a thing I watched where they were doing, um, like, calling out to the audience, and they were, like asking for things and one of them was one person was like hitler and like sweet we'll do a joke about hitler and then the producer goes no you can't do a joke about hitler so throughout the entire show they were going uh, like any joke they could do is like where the producer doesn't like jokes about him because he's <laughs> hitler and and it's like we should be allowed to joke about things we have be able to, talk about things we should be able to, like what happens when you get offended nothing nothing happens yeah you just, it like, you, your house isn't collapse, You don't have a heart attack. And my studio is being invaded by two-year-olds. So I'm going to end it here, mate.
0: Yes, I think it's probably a good idea. Josh, we've we've done our usual and just spent about 50 minutes talking about absolute dribble, but it's always been fun. Thank you for singing. Thank you for talking. And we will talk to you next time we talk to you. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. <laughs>
1: All
0: right. You, you can talk a little bit if you like, because you're so into this episode.
1: This was an episode of The Brink, where lots of things happen.
0: Yes, apparently. Such so. as? Such as?
1: Us as- as with- asking questions and answering questions. And Ben and the other guy, oh, what's his face? Josh, singing some songs.
0: And Colin was on it, too. He talked about the playoffs. I was
1: getting to Colin and the playoffs. Did I you know that? Heard? Yeah, I heard you.
0: Do you, do you. do you... Now, just quickly, I mean, you've obviously been playing close attention to the playoffs... But, I mean, had the had the Canucks snuck in, like, you guys would have had a chance this year. Boo. Who, are you going for anyone?
1: Boo. Do, no, not really.
0: Do you know who's left?
1: Also, no. None. No Canadian teams.
0: No, but okay. I'll give you these teams. You're going to give me one team. You don't have to give me an explanation, but just tell me between Colorado, San Jose, uh, New York Islanders, Carolina, you have St. Louis and Dallas, and Boston, Columbus.
1: Columbus, St. Louis, and San Jose.
0: They're the three teams that I'm going to go for. Oh. Bloody cheetah. Um, yeah, no, look, I really don't give a shit, as long as it's not Boston. Uh, <laughs> sorry.
1: I'm so glad you feel that way. That is also the way I feel.
0: Just stop winning Boston.
1: And Dallas. Dallas is dumb. Yeah,
0: you know, just, just Texan sporting teams. As I said with Colin, it's like, I have nothing. It's a state. I enjoy my time in Texas. The Grand Prix is great venue. Austin's great city. But we're talking about Dallas. I've only seen the airport. I'd, I'd like to go to Dallas properly. I'd like to go to Houston properly. But it's just your sporting teams. Like I like Florida. I just don't like the sporting teams in Florida. I like Boston. I just don't like your sporting teams. So, I like Perth. I don't like the sporting teams. Mallory's picking an nails. So, that's pretty exciting. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be doing any recordings in Dunedin. We might just wait till we get back. We'll see how we feel. But uh, yay, Dunedin. We're going to go watch the, uh, the Highlanders play at Forsyth Bar Stadium. Woo! Home of uh, where we saw Shania Twain. Um, a few more people, I think, will be at that Shania Twain concert than at uh, the... But I, I just want to point out that in, a, in an era when all my sporting teams suck, Highlanders won their first two games and they lost like the next seven or eight. And then they won the last two. So uh, they're up against Nook's team, the Chiefs. The Waikato Chiefs, Brew. So... Good hurricanes. Uh, Highlanders. Fuck, I can't even remember the name of my. Love them that much. I always call them the hurricanes. Anyway, so maybe we'll do a recording at that game just for shits and gigs. But in the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe and all the relevant channels, and um, tell Josh that he did well and forget the lyrics this week, because he did. I said it in the segment. Best I've ever heard. I honestly sound at limb, say so the best I've ever heard.
1: Go, Josh. Much better than my forget the lyrics.
0: And, um... Then we kind of threw it away by talking about controversial topics as we always do. But whatever. No one listens to these anyway. So. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, until next week, keep
1: sucking those oranges, Cobra Cargill. And. Good night.